everybody what is going on welcome welcome back to another episode of remember country music as always i'm kyle corbus and uh we're kind of in this uh sweet like one every week i put out a new episode uh not when this episode comes out it'd be a little bit uh down the road but as of tomorrow would be my 20th episode my 20th episode is getting released so that's really exciting um i never really thought i'd be at this point so it's kind of cool uh, but today we got uh, we got Cameron Marlowe. Man, thanks for coming to hang out with me. I appreciate it. I'm a fan of yours. Um, and I'm just excited to have you here. Thanks for coming. Thanks, man. Dude, I'm excited to be here, brother. Awesome. It's great to hear. I love that. Because you never want to have a conversation where they're not excited <laughs> to be there. <laughs> um, so, funny thing about you is I... So, for, the, for those of you who know Cameron already or who don't, Cameron was on The Voice. Um, I remember... I watched The Voice for 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 one of I don't okay I I can't lie to you like I don't always get to sit there and watch on TV. Hey man, feel bad. I didn't even watch it when I was on it, so don't. It's all good. (laughs) See, but I watch I watch on uh, on YouTube. That's what I do for for the most part because I like to see you know who who are the next artists that that are singing songs I like that I like their voices and I watch you um, uh, sing the Luke Combs song uh, One Number Away. Right, that was your audition song, and then. I guess when you had your when you had your singles come out, I was like, I like this guy. Who is he? Right. So I looked him back up and I was like, Holy shit! Thanks, this, this is new from the Voice. Like, this is cool. Um, why don't you just talk? Tell everyone a little bit about yourself. Um, kind of your 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 background, uh, maybe what you grew up listening to. Just to start it off that way, and then we'll get. All right, started. man. Uh, so I'm from Kannapolis, North Carolina. Uh, born and raised, and then um, I was. I guess music's always been just a passion of mine. I mean, I grew up. I mean, my grandpa has groomed me as a country country fan, man. Uh, I, I don't think we spent a weekend without going fishing and listening to country music every second of every day that we were together. Uh, and even to this day, we, we sit there and just talk about old country music and sit there and talk about old stories and stuff like that, man. So uh, I guess I've always just been groomed around it, man. And uh, so uh, in being in Kannapolis, there wasn't many uh, – live music venues for sure so uh i knew i love music and i knew i love to uh like play music and live and stuff like that so i um started playing bars around town and stuff like that and just it was kind of like a side hustle i had a regular nine to five job uh, working for general motors and just selling car parts and i hated that man so what i wanted to do uh i knew i wanted to do music but i didn't know how um so i was sitting at work one day and i had posted some stuff on instagram and all that good stuff and uh the voice hit me up actually so when they did that, I went through the whole voice process, but like what really changed for me was while I was out there, uh, I met some songwriters from Nashville and I was like, well, that's only six hours from the house. I can, I can make that trek back and forth. So I started like walking or walking, started driving <laughs> back and forth <laughs> and uh, uh, started meeting people and ended up uh, putting the song out after I started writing and uh met a bunch of people and ended up meeting my manager and uh started taking meetings and everything just kind of really happened really quick uh my very first song i put out was giving you up and uh when it started doing decently i i guess the meetings just started flowing in and the managers and anybody that wanted to work with me so i just had to weed through the people i love or that i wanted to work with and uh basically everything just kind of fell into place once i found my team man yeah i mean i i feel like for for i mean i've talked to a handful of people who were either on the voice or 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 that type of show american idol those kind of things or um kind of because i i found out um you know 
a few months ago that uh, there was someone who uh, I talked to that was on The Voice, but never actually made it to the auditions. So like, that's kind of how that whole thing goes. Team fills up, you know, that, that's it. But um, that, that all that, all of that, you know, it's all just like really fast paced thing. And it's just going to happen because you're getting the exposure, which is great for you guys, but you just kind of have to, you know, kind of go through that, that tough part of, you know, figuring everything out and just doing it all really fast. You know what I'm saying? All the music fast. industry is so vastly different than like what the voice and how everything is portrayed on the voice and all that. It's, it's wild, man. It really is. Yeah. Um, so like you just said, uh, you put out giving you up and, uh, that was your, uh, first single and, uh, that came out, uh, June of last year, right? 2019. Yep. June of 29. <clears throat> so that's a, that's a great song for, for, for me personally, that's a really good song. I think it really, for, for a lot of people, a lot of people can relate to it. Um, I'll, I'll preface it like this. I was looking at the lyrics, right? I listen to that song all the time, but there, there are songs where I, where I go through and I go, I kind of really want to listen to it. So I started listening to lyrics and I, or I started reading the lyrics as I was listening to the song, just to kind of, you know, dive in deeper into it. And something about that song. And I think the reason why the song probably clicks for me, and I'm sure you tell me if, um, if it was a kind of a, a place of heart for you or what, but, um, I feel like for me, the song is taking a step when you finally give up on that per give up on that person. When I say give up, I mean like you kind of move on, right? Yeah. And um, you kind of sometimes when you're in a relationship, whatever kind of relationship it might be, you kind of start losing yourself, and and you're kind of not real. You're kind of doing things maybe because that makes that person happy or makes other people happy or whatever. So I think why I like that song is because something like that kind of happened to me. I got out of a relationship, and then I kind of found kind of who I was. And I kind of went back to, to what, cause I was kind of lying to myself for a while and then Absolutely. I figured it out, right. You know, you moved on. That's why it sticks with me, but is that what happened with you? Is it like a true story? Deserve, yeah, man. So that is uh that is basically my life. So before uh, any of anything music became, like I said, my, my goal was just to fill up my gas tank with the little side money. Uh, but I I never really wrote songs before or anything like that. And I had, I went through a bad breakup and I knew that I just needed to give, past this person so I just came home one night and it's like I'm gonna write this song and I didn't know what I was gonna write and the very first words that came up to me was I'm giving you up so when I when I had that I was like I didn't know what to do with that at all uh, I think like I said dude I, I wrote maybe two or three songs before that and uh, I started just kind of strumming chords and trying to figure out what to really say and what I really wanted to say in the song and I think I wrote like 16 verses to the song man I mean I really did and uh, I just narrowed it down to those two and I, the course just kind of fell into place and turned out to be the song of his today. So did you, did you write that alone? I did. I wrote that by myself. I, uh, I, I, I've said this time and time again, I, I don't understand how someone sits there and writes a song by themselves. I just don't, it, it's, it's, I feel like it's so hard. You're just sitting there with it a, is, it's like trying to, it's like trying to hear, let's say, let's say it this way. It's like when you sit down and, like in college or high school or whatever. When I was in college, I'd sit down and have to write a paper, right? I'd stare at my screen and it'd be like, remember that SpongeBob episode where it's just the, he spends a lot of time and it just comes out as the, that's how I felt writing a paper, right? So I can't imagine you sitting down and saying, huh, so this is going to be the lyrics and then here's the rest of it. I, I, that, that part doesn't understand. Like I, I can't wrap my head yeah. Songwriting's so wild though, man, because like when you're, when you're really digging into it, some days it just flows. Like some days it just comes right out. And then other days, man, you sit there and you just share the damn paper or the notepad or whatever you're writing on. And you're like, why do I even do this? Like, it's, it's almost like, uh, I think Ray Fulcher posted something on his page not too long ago. And it was like, songwriting is like golf. Where like some days you're like, 
damn, I'm a good golfer. And then you have like <laughs> one bad game. You're like, what the hell am I even doing this for? <laughs> or, or in my, or in my case, it's, uh, uh, I'm always a bad golfer, and some day, some days I have a couple of good holes. That's pretty much. <laughs> that's me too, man. I'm with you. Yeah, I'm, I'm no golfer, that's for sure. Yeah, me neither. But you know, I tr- I tried during uh j- during lockdown. I tried to play a little bit more. I still suck. <laughs> I started picking it up, and I was like, what? Yeah. yeah. I feel like that. I feel like that's a big thing, right? Everyone's either playing golf or just kind of, you know, hanging out, drinking, and just kind of having yeah. a good time and and trying their best, right? And what else can you do? <laughs> Yeah, I picked up golf and I'm left-handed, so I, I never had anybody that had left-handed clubs. So I didn't want to like, I never wanted to buy them. I wanted to try to play and see if I even liked it before I bought them. Well, I ended up just breaking down and getting some clubs. So <laughs> once I started playing, it was almost so frustrating that I was like, I've got to figure this out. So <laughs> that's honestly what, I, I guess that's how people get hooked on it. I, um, I think I, so I'm, I'm, what, I'm 22. So I think when I was a freshman in high school, I got... Um, I got golf clubs, my first pair. I never played before, but my friends started playing. And I was like, and they all had them, you know, their dads had them, but I'm a lefty just like you. My dad's a righty. My dad can't play golf for shit, but he had, he had clubs. And um, so he gets, I'm a twin. So he gets me and my brother um, each set of clubs for uh, whatever it was, our birthdays or whatever. So I started playing and um, you know, I was not good. And then over time, I'm still not good, but you know, you get better because you're forced to play. I probably play like I don't know, 10 times a summer or so. But during quarantine, I go to the range, right? So I went to the range with my dad. My dad grew up playing baseball. So how does, how does a baseball player swing a club? Like, like it just doesn't usually make sense, but yeah. it kind of works. My dad, like, so when he goes to swing a club, he kicks his leg up like he's swinging a bat, which is like the most ridiculous really? thing ever. It's very weird. And he so can't he hit the ball. Like a load up step. To, yes. <laughs> so he's got a ton of power. There. <laughs> power, but, but it's, just, it's, just, it's either a moonshot or it goes nowhere. I got you. So we're at the range and he takes my brother's driver. This is a funny story. This is why I want to tell you because I was cracking up when it happened. So he takes my brother's driver and he takes um, two of his, uh, I think he took uh, his three wood um, and then like two irons or something. And my sister was using my brother's driver and my dad's swinging with his, uh, with his three wood. And all of a sudden I see the ball, like, like go like on the ground. It didn't even go anywhere. And the head of the club go flying. So he knocked the head of the club off the club and it went flying. And I'm like, how do you do that? And he's like, I've never seen anything like that. Yeah. I've never seen either. I've been playing golf for like almost 10 years. Right. So he hits it off his club and then he takes my brother's driver and just starts swinging with that. And he hits that head off the club. He broke two heads in one driving session. <laughs> yeah, I, I definitely can't say I've done that, man. That's like, wild. dude, I'm bad. I'm not that bad. <laughs> that's pretty bad, right? <laughs> that is, man. That's, that's pretty bad. Um, so I saw this thing on your Instagram, and I want to ask you, are you a Chiefs fan? I am a Chiefs fan, man. Huh. Okay. So I can give you the story with it. So I know everybody keeps giving me all this hell. I'm like, oh, you're a bandwagon fan. So about – Eight years ago, my uncle lost his mom, and uh, everybody in my uncle's family has been big Chiefs fans their whole lives. So uh, when he lost his mom, that was the last remaining member of his family, and uh, he had nobody to cheer the Chiefs on with. So he, he, it was honestly just him. I mean, I grew up a Carolina Panthers fan, as most Carolinas or Carolina people do. And uh, when he did that, he's one of, like, my closest members to me mm-hmm. and my family. My family just kind of wrapped their arms around him and decided to cheer on the Chiefs. And we'd always go over to his house every Sunday and watch the Chiefs game, man. And we have this tradition now where every Chiefs touchdown, we take a red uh, moonshine cherry. <laughs> 
So that's like our family tradition, I guess, at every touchdown. And uh, yeah, man, we've been we've just been cheering on the Chiefs for quite a while now. That's awesome. I think Patrick Mahomes is is awesome. Dude, I, I think out. it's ridiculous, I, and he plays like he's having fun too. That's the best exactly. part. Exactly, it's awesome, man. I was really worried about that uh, Baltimore game, but I, we got through that one. Looked pretty damn good on that. But I think the only challenge we're really gonna have is the Bills. Okay, I think, I think that's the yeah. last one. Hey, see, the Bills took my Stefan Diggs. I'm a little upset because uh, I'm a Vikings fan. I'm, uh, I'm from New Jersey, and uh, my dad grew up a Vikings fan because his family grew up Jets fans, and the Jets sucked, and he hated watching the Jets. We started watching the Vikings because they were good when he was probably like, I don't know, 10. And then ever since then, I became a Vikings fan. So they, they took Stefan Diggs. I'm a little upset by it, but, you know, it's okay. The Vikings suck right now. I, I fully recognize it. But, you know, whatever. I hear you, man. You, whatever. Could be, you could be a uh, Falcons fan. Though. I could be a Falcons fan. That's right. <laughs> I could be a Falcons fan. I know a lot of people that are Falcons fans. I'm sure you do too. <laughs> oh my God. It's terrible. It's awful. Um, so something I just want to say about um, giving you up. I know we got in a little bit of a side uh, conversation there, which tends to happen. And that's great. I love that. But that song kind of blew up for you as your first. And maybe it was the voice. Maybe not. I don't know. But on Spotify alone has what? Like, it's like 25 million streams, I think. I have uh, something like that. Yeah, I it's think something it's along those lines. About 60 million altogether. With, 60 million uh, altogether. 25 on Spotify. Almost yeah. 26. Yeah. So yeah, man. I I never I never would have thought, man, because I, I literally put that song out on a whim. I just wanted to put a song out. I didn't mm-hmm. really have any idea or thoughts I would be doing this for a living. I mean, it's always been a dream, but I never thought it'd be obtainable. Right. So man, it's been really cool to just see how that song has. Uh, it came from such a hard place to bring me to where I'm at now. Hey, that's some of that's, I feel like that for, for a lot of people who are songwriting fans and for a lot of people who are just music fans in general, for me, I mean, I'm a sucker for a sad song. I just don't. Oh, anytime. Like that's just kind of how it goes. So I feel like, but I also feel like the reason that that is, is because people can relate to it at a different level, right? Like it's, it's sometimes it, it means more to them than it might, than a, like not be party song might be. Right. Yeah. So I think that's kind of why, but those are unreal numbers, but then you came out with the acoustic version and then you're pulling on the heart strings even more because the acoustic <laughs> version is even more of a, like a gut wrencher. And it's awesome. Well, thank you, man. I really appreciate that. The acoustic version was, it was fun to record. We were at a, I can't remember the studio we were at film studio, uh, but we went in there and it was just like this big white, like, section that they had printed out and the guy that filmed it uh jeff johnson he does my music videos and stuff and uh he put all these lights out and made it look super cool we did it in black and white so i was super stoked for the way it came out man. do you feel uncomfortable when when any of that happens like when it's just kind of all the lights are on you instead of, oh absolutely dude. Yeah. oh it's so yeah like music videos and all that dude there's, yeah so <laughs> i i uh, i can't fathom the idea of just singing to a camera knowing that they're going to dub over anyway but just singing to a camera it just makes me so awkward like i i you know i've done on camera stuff i'm pretty i'm a pretty big people person like i don't mind talking to people but i mean i did um a friend of mine she's a photographer and she did a photo shoot for for my podcast so i could have pictures and stuff like that i don't know how to do a photo shoot i don't know how to take photos no way i'm just awkward luckily man i've got i've got jeff who he does my photos and stuff too but he 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 coaches me around it because I yeah I, I look stupid without he he makes me look a whole lot cooler than I am that's for sure <laughs> me too like she'd be like she'd be like um like look like look over here but don't smile when you tell me not to smile what am I gonna do smile every time that's funny man I mean that's just uh, I don't know I I maybe maybe I'm not set out to, I mean I, I mean I couldn't be a model anyway I mean I'm 
You know, I, I couldn't be a model. No, no one would hire me. I mean, I'd, I'd, I'd break the camera in my face so bad. But, you know, I, uh, I, I don't know. All that stuff is, uh, is mind-blowing to me. It's crazy. I, I, I could never do it. Yeah, um, so then you put out – so I'm now, now since you brought up music videos, I'm going to kind of go into that. So when you put out Burn Them All in, 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 uh, in June of, of this year, you put out the music video a few months later. And that music video must have been, like, insane. Bro. Let me just go ahead and tell you right here. We filmed that on the hottest day I think Nashville had this whole year. And when I say that we built the biggest bonfire I'd ever been to, I've been to some bonfires, man. I've had some bon I've had some big old bonfires. This was a hellacious fire that we built. And it was hot, man. It was but it was so fun to film and it was such a blast. Like giving you up was like you had to keep the serious mode the whole time. Yeah. But this one was just like we wrote this just to be a fun song. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I love writing the sad songs and love, that's what I really love to do is write stuff that really hits you. And, uh, but I knew I wanted to write something fun and upbeat. So that's where that song came from. Uh, but like when we did the music video, man, it was so fun to just like have a bunch of friends right? out and just, yeah, just, I, I mean, we really did have a big bonfire and had a party. I mean, it, yeah. really, it really was. I mean, for anyone that doesn't know what we're talking about, go watch the music video because it's done really well. And uh, there's a, just a, a ginormous freaking fire behind Cameron as it's saying. Like it's huge. It is a huge fire. And when I watch you sing, go ahead. Oh, the video just doesn't even do it, John. Like it does not look anywhere near as big as it did. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure. I, but I, when I watch you sing, like I like I I mean I can't I mean I've watched I watched it when it came out. You know, I've, I watch it when I see things on YouTube, I scroll yeah. through if it's in my recommended. But I watched it yesterday just to just kind of, you know spark some spark some inspiration if you will and i was watching and i was like damn he must have really been sweating i was like <laughs> it was rough man i, I was like, like there's a dry soul out there <laughs> oh my god and i'm I, you know i get high already like i'm sitting in my basement right now and i'm hot like it's hot down here i'm, I'm kind of sweating but i can only imagine what you were going through it, it, it was over the summer uh, and it was a big ass bonfire yeah man. i don't know it was, man. It was rough I don't know. I, I think I would have, I would have just been like, all right, dude, I need like a 20 minute break. I'll come back a little bit. <laughs> um, so how, so when, when did you start filming that during quarantine? Is that when that happened? Uh, yeah, well, it was after a little bit after uh, like the first phase, uh, mm -hmm. things would start opening back up. Um, and yeah, we, we had to do the whole social distancing. Uh, mm -hmm. That's why the, like, if you really pay attention to the video, none of us are really actually that close. Like they shoot yeah. it to make us look really close, but they, I mean, the way that Jeff did it, Jeff is, he's a brilliant man. And he, he knows how to work a camera very well to make, make sure that everything falls into the yeah. way it should. I thought it was uh, interesting. And I know, and maybe this doesn't have anything to do with the fact that, you know, COVID's a thing right now, but the girl who's supposed to be, you know, one of the, the, one of the main um, characters in the video, she's wearing a mask. Yeah. Right. So I, when I first saw that, I was like, huh, that's interesting. Like, that's kind of, that, that's different. And there's obviously a reason for that. And it, does, yeah. it has to do with the smile, right? And, and yeah, yeah. Yeah, so but. It's, it's about, like, basically, the, the whole story behind that song, it's, it really went out to the frontline workers. Mm -hmm. And uh, we wrote it towards them for the people that get off on a Friday and really just ready to, <laughs> ready to put the work week behind them. So I think that was kind of the image that Jeff was really shooting for when she takes off the mask. Uh, her name's Tia, and when she takes she takes off the mask, it's kind of just like a metaphor of her just being like, "I'm done with this damn week." Kind of. Yeah. Thing. yeah. 
respect respect i feel like a lot of people are in that too and and, and that's probably why people can relate to that and that song did great too you're, you're just throwing out hits hits over hits <laughs> oh, whatever man I'm, I'm just trying to put out music people like so hey that's important I, I love that's, that's hey that's a big important thing too and i think that's that's a that's something that's a reason why i do these right i do them because i'm talking to people that i thoroughly enjoy their music and i know they're putting out stuff that they like to put out no matter what, it could be whatever end of the spectrum. Like we always talk, like I always talk about, you know, country music has a bunch of different subgenres, and that's okay, as long as you're putting out what you want to put out. That's all that really matters, in, in my eyes. In my eyes. And I write so much, and it's <laughs> it's really hard because now we've got, God, I think I've wrote over ninety songs this year, <laughs> to be honest wow. with you. And now we have to like whittle it down to this EP that's coming out here, coming up soon, and then we're putting an album out as well. So like trying to whittle it down to like maybe 15 to 20 songs total, it's gonna be hard, man, because I love, you. when you get in a writing room, man, you really just, or at least for me, I really try and pour my heart out into every song that I write and make sure that it is exactly what I wanna say and exactly how I would say it. Because I, I mean, I want it to be organic and authentic to me every time. Yeah, I think that's, that's crazy important, especially from you as, as a songwriter. And I think something that people don't realize, and, and you can tell me if you agree with this or not, is that, like you said, you, wrote, you probably wrote something like 90 songs, right? And, you know, you're going to put out a, put out an album, put out an EP. And some of those songs might be some of your favorites, but they might not even see the light of day. You know what I'm saying? Oh, absolutely. Which is awful. I've got a ton of songs that are my favorite. They're just gut wrencher songs, but they'll never see the light of day, man. <laughs> I don't even think my, my team, I didn't even heard all those. Uh, they're just kind of songs. Most of the songs that I write by myself, uh, I don't really put it out much uh, just because they come from such a real place that I feel like it's too personal yeah. to put out. So I, I, I keep those songs for myself and I write those every once in a while. But uh, when I get in the writing room, that's when I, I, not that I try and change, but I try to mold myself to uh, write the best thing that I possibly can with other people involved. So right. writing their stories into the song as well. Right, right. And that's, that's, uh, that's a big part of the whole co-writing. <clears throat> Excuse me, geez. That's a big part of the whole co-writing thing. Um, yeah, but, you know, that's something that I think people don't realize. And, and like you just said, you know, there are songs that are so personal that you won't let them see um, that, or not that you won't let them, but they just won't be for, for that reason. And I think when people at the base level kind of come after an artist for not putting out music as much as they probably could, it's because of those reasons. It's because they're trying to put out the best thing possible. And when you have a record or you have an EP or whatever, right, you, you want, there, there has to be, there's maybe, well, this, especially in country music, right? It's going to tell a story the whole way. And I think it's, imp and I'm, a, I'm an album guy. I don't know if you are, but I'm a big album guy. And I, I like to listen around from top to bottom because at the end of the day, it's telling a story, right? So that comes into it too. That's why some songs are not put out there and some are, right? Um, Absolutely. Just the yeah. whole process. And I, I'm, so, I'm so with you on the album. And I think that's what I'm really trying to do is I'm, I want to tell the story of Cameron Marlowe in this album that I'm like gearing up to record for. And I really want to make it like personal to me, but be able to be relatable to everyone. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? And that's the line that I try and walk every day uh, while writing songs is I, I wanted to be able to connect to my fans and connect to normal everyday people and then be able to have my soul in it as well. Mm -hmm. That's so important. Um, so where did you get, where did you get this voice from? You have an unreal voice. Where did that come from? <laughs> Thank you. If I could sing like you did, I would never stop singing. <laughs> I also wouldn't be sitting here, but you know, <laughs> 
no, thank you, man. Thank you. Um, I don't know, man. Uh, nobody in my family really uh, played music or anything like that. I, I grew up really listening to, uh, I listened to a lot of blues. Um, I mean, I've listened to a lot of country, but uh, one of my favorite artists in the whole wide world is uh, Ray Charles and the way that he sings and just captivates you, man. It, yeah. it, it, it pulls those heartstrings and it, it, he's just got such a soul that is beyond him inside his voice. So it's, I think maybe that has a lot of influence on my voice. Uh, Stapleton's the same way. Stapleton's got that voice that it just captivates you. And I, not even close, I'm not trying to say anywhere near that I'm even close to those guys, but those are the guys that I want to be like, and I want to have a voice like. So I, I guess maybe those kind of. You can hear, you can hear that. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not really surprised you said that because you can hear the soul and like the R&B-ish kind of, and the bluesy thing Appreciate going on. That, um, but you can also hear the country, obviously, because, you know, that's kind of what you, what you, that, that was your staple, right? Yeah. Um, do you have a favorite Chris Stapleton song? I Ooh, do. Yeah. Uh, Baby, I Was Wrong, maybe? Oh. I love that song. A, that's one that I don't think most people would say. I, I, think, I, I think that's a cool song, man. And that really shows off his voice there. Yeah. I, I'm a sucker for just vocal songs, man. Yeah. I'm a big, uh, what are you listening to? I think that's oh, a yeah. incredible yeah. song. That cold that i think yeah, that was right? the newest one that just came out yeah uh man just the everything from the production of that song to just his sheer vocal ability in that song is just incredible. nuts nuts um so who do you write with typically it, okay i i know that there's a big songwriting community as a whole and you a lot of you write with most of the time like you're all at least writing a little bit a lot yeah. But do you have like that group where you're, you know, if you wanted to say, hey, I have this idea, do you guys want to help me out? Just do you yeah, have that? Man. Uh, so like for me, um, I have, I've kind of figured out my core people and uh, found other people that I'm really getting good songs with. And that, what I do is I like to write with those core people. And then um, I like to bring in a new person with those okay. core people. Cool. Uh, so what, some of my favorite writers right now, Jesse Alexander, she's freaking incredible. I love, I have not got a bad song with her yet. I cannot wait to put some of the songs that we've been writing now. Uh, Dan Isabel, uh, Jonathan Singleton, um, Randy Montana. Let's see who else. Um, trying to give a shout out to as many of these writers as I can. Um, God, Bryce Long, uh, Rob Williford. Yeah. Those are, those are some of my core guys that I just, I love those some, those are some kick-ass people too yeah. they are yeah. that it's funny because up until probably a year ago you, you tell me any of those names i may not know who that is yeah. and i, I kind of started diving into songwriting and not that i write songs but i started diving into songwriting um for the purpose of that i just thought there was more to music than just music right um yeah. and those are some those are some kick-ass names and the more and more i dive into it the more and more that i see that that people are on more and more songs that I would never have even realized. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, so it's this whole crazy world that I wish that people would appreciate more so I could talk to you. That's why I like talking to you guys because you guys understand, right? You guys get this it. Is, this is such a wild city, man, because like for me, before all this, like I was writing those songs by myself. Yeah. And it is, it's really cool to write by yourself, uh -huh. but it's really, really cool to get in a room with a couple other people and have their input and then bounce your ideas off each other. Because I don't know the, 
the like creative aspect when it when he brings down or when it comes down to like having three people in a room is so it's, it's unique man it really yeah. is i think it makes better songs in some cases in some cases songs are better when they're written by themselves so i guess it, there's a there's no secret like remedy for it but i seem to really like writing with other people right and i think i think the reason for that and the reason why people do it is because um you might be thinking the same thing but that person might be thinking of it in just a slightly different way than you would not yeah. have thought about it right Absolutely. and that changes up the whole dynamic of the song it does so um and sometimes they say more uh, like two brains three brains are better than one right so um that's that's uh that's a big factor when it comes to co-writing when it comes to writing in general but then again like i don't think people realize that like let's say you were a writer on on a song right um and then i said oh yeah like i know cameron marlowe he you know he 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 wrote the song and they say okay well then why is this person cutting it because that's not always the 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 name of the game that song may not work for you but it works for someone else and you went in there with the purpose of writing it for someone else yeah man i've got like i said i've written like 90 this year so out of that i may have 40 to 50 that i feel like are down my lane Mm -hmm. and down what i want to put out uh and then those other ones that are still left uh I'm going to use my publisher to pitch those out to maybe, maybe some will land on other people's records and stuff yep. like that. In this town, what's so cool about it and what I really, I really think is the truth and I could be completely wrong, but I really think the best song always wins. And some of the songs that I'm putting out, there's a song that's going to be coming up on my EP um, and it's called Go In There Today. And I didn't write it, but it is such a beautiful song, such a beautiful story that when I heard it, man, I could not pass on it. I mean, it was just like, it it fell right into me, like into my lane. Yeah. And uh it's written by Dan Isabel and Reed Isabel and Drew Parker. Cool. And I mean they're they're awesome. They're badasses, man. So in in this town, I feel like, at least for me, best song should always win. If it if it relates to you, definitely. I agree. And and that's the key there is the is the relating factor. Is that you may not have written it, but it may be the perfect song for you and it may tell your story perfectly of what you want to tell. You just didn't write it. Someone else just got there first, right? Man, and there's I mean, so many great songwriters in this town. I mean yeah. and I mean there really is. There's so many of them and there's so many great songs. And I would love like I'd love to dig through like some of these publishing companies catalogs for thirty yeah. years of just songs that never got cut that are oh my God. still sitting there. But, it's probably yeah. unreal it's probably the songs that probably will come out of that would probably be ridiculous absolutely and, um that's crazy and it's also nuts to think that you know some of these like top artists right have songs that have been sat on for like five six years and they just put them out and that's also the name of the game yeah. the songs just that you kind of have to be a couple steps ahead Absolutely. when it comes to what you're going to release when you're going to release and that's that's kind of also the name of the game it's funny because you said um like Rita's bro Rita's bow and Dan's bow and and Andrew Parker like those are some like those are some you can't like those are high, super high quality guys right incredible songs I mean Drew Parker just became a highway find like yeah. yesterday or something uh well when, when we're talking now it was yesterday yeah. um like it's just I think everyone's kind of there to help out everyone and that's the important part that's yeah. the important part to think about. So you, you signed a publishing deal and let's see, let's see. I have the date right here. Uh, I forget what it is. Okay. Well, you signed a publishing deal in last year or was that this year? Bro, I couldn't even tell you. <laughs> to be honest with you, I don't even remember what it was. Uh, 
I knew it was right around the same time I signed my record deal. Right. It was like a month. Uh, it was within a month. Was, of Yeah. I think it was December. I think it was right around that time. And it was like within a month of each other, which is yeah. nuts. What is that like for you to, you know, come off the voice, start cutting your teeth in songwriting and, and cut your teeth as an artist. And then, you know, kind of finally like let that happen. I mean, like you said, you know, it was always kind of a dream that you never knew was going to actually happen. But then the yeah. years start turning, like things start falling into place and some big things happened. Man, it, it's just been such a wild journey um, to, to come from a working a nine to five job and not hate it. Well, hating it. I ain't gonna lie. <laughs> just, it. <laughs> it, felt so, it felt so monotonous to literally living exactly like my dream. Man, it's, it's, it's really cool to be able to. To say I mean, you, you get to wake up every day and say that I'm playing music for a living. Exactly. And I'm, I'm doing exactly what I love to do every day, man. And I wouldn't trade it for nothing. Then you're not working. You're not working. No, you're not working when you're doing what you love. Not at all. Not at all. Um, so you got a lot of tattoos, right? I do, man. I got quite a few. You got quite a few. I want to know, one, how many do you have? Two, what's your favorite? I know this is a random question. I just love tattoos. That's why I, whenever someone has a lot of tattoos, I, I always have to ask. Okay. So do you have a favorite? When was your first? How many do you have? Uh, I could not tell you how many I have. <laughs> um, wow. I really don't know. Um, it's probably in the twenties now. Um, favorite. Let me think, man. I got this cast on now. <laughs> so I'm trying to look back and remember what's on my arm. Um, you break your wrist or your hand or something. I broke my wrist falling off one of those bird scooters down. Yeah. I saw that somewhere. I don't know where, but I saw that. Um, <laughs> uh, I have a piece that's on my right wrist, uh, that I just got not too long ago. And it's my new favorite. Uh, okay. And it says a, a pint a day uh, is a sailor's grave. Cool. And it's just, uh, I, I don't know why it's my favorite. It's just such a beautiful piece. And when the guy put it together, it's an old traditional style and it really doesn't have that much meaning. I mean, none of my tattoos really do. I mean, there's a couple that have some meaning, um, but most of them are just flash art pieces, to be honest were, with you. Were any of them just like stupid, spontaneous? Like, oh, yeah, dude. Yeah, I have one. This, uh, right here. And uh, I was in Charlotte, North Carolina, and we were just out celebrating a buddy's birthday, and we were all hammered. And <laughs> I was like, I'm going to get a tattoo. And I just, I didn't want to like sit there for a bunch of hours. I just wanted to get a tattoo real quick. So I ran in there and got this little cactus. And I, yeah, it's just hanging out. I always said that I would, that I would end up probably getting something stupid. And uh, my parents are probably pissed about it, but you know, kind of have to I, me and my friends always joked all right, so I, I have a friend that ha, you know that has a few I, I have a couple but nothing like crazy all all very like uh, smaller things but a dream of mine is to get a lower a lower um below the knee leg sleeve right half sleeve on, on my leg from the knee down that's something that I want to do one day you know when I have the money because god knows yeah. I have it now but you know um I always joked around me and my buddy I should you know we're gonna do this I was gonna get um <laughs> mermaid man from spongebob like this like on my knee with this with this fist going out towards the outside of my body and then on right. his leg he was going to get barnacle boy doing the same thing so that when we stood next to each other it was like this <laughs> and uh <laughs> that's interesting man to say the least right <laughs> it's pretty crazy i know i know wild absolutely wild but um we were we were thinking about doing that and i, I you know I, I pulled back because i thought maybe maybe the now is not the right time to do it <laughs> but uh one day you never know right you never yeah, know <laughs> but i love tattoos i think tattoos are great so that's yeah. why i always ask um yeah. so what's funny is i have an episode coming out with um with uh blaine rudd in, okay. in a few weeks i think like three or four weeks maybe two and uh we were just talking about music and you know we were talking about things and he says to me 
he says, do you listen to Cameron Marlowe? I was like, yeah, of course. And he's like, good. And I was like, why? And he's like, because I think he's great. I said, well, I actually have him scheduled for a few weeks from now. And he said, okay, cool. And that's it. That's all he said. It was very random, like out of like nowhere. He just wanted to say it. And I was like, geez, like he's really touching everyone. Like everyone's kind of getting a little bit of Cameron Marlowe, which is sick. Man, I appreciate that's that. That's so cool for you, I think. You know, everyone's yeah, a little piece. Well, it's, it really is cool, man, because again, I never would have thought, like I said, that I'd be doing this. So like even having people that are listening to my music, man, I'm, I'm very blessed and very, very honored. And you're, uh, you're, uh, you're giving you up's kind of blown up on TikTok right now. I don't know if you saw that, but you know, it's, <laughs> I actually didn't know that man. people, a lot of people on my for you page are covering, giving you up. And I'm well, like, I'll take it, man. That's awesome. Oh, <laughs> Hey, tick, are you on TikTok? I am. Or I have a TikTok. I don't, I wouldn't say I'm uh, very active. You just, on you just have it. I think I have one and I only have one because of like when, once quarantine happened, I was getting bored. Right. So I got one. And um, I started, you know, I mostly post like country music things. I've had a couple of pretty good videos that, that, that did pretty well. But TikTok's a very good way, voice crack. TikTok's a very easy way to uh, kind of go viral there. It's kind of crazy, honestly. It is wild how, uh, like there's that Priscilla Block. Yeah. Who uh, blew up on TikTok and her song blew up, hit number one on Apple. And then she signed a record deal with UMG. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's working, man. I mean, for some people, I, I don't know how... Uh, I don't know how people can do viral videos. I don't get it. I really don't. I guess I gotta get lucky. I guess so. Uh, but yeah, I'm just I'm just working on writing the songs, and uh, hopefully my music transcribes uh, more than. Yeah, hey, man, I think it will. I think it will. You you don't even need TikTok at this point. It's uh, you're, you're uh, you're. I think you're doing good with that. I think you should just kind of roll with what you're doing because um, listen, your 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 future is bright. Although your future is pretty good right now, so I will uh, tell you that it's just gonna get brighter um man thanks for coming to hang out with me i appreciate it it was really great talking to you yeah, really good you know hearing uh hearing about your music a little bit and like i said i'm a fan so so th- it's cool to kind of break down your songs and kind of you know get into them and songwriting and things like that plus you're a fun guy to hang out with, so this was cool overall this is cool yeah i enjoyed it brother thank you for having me out anytime man well uh everybody listen this is another episode of remember country music that's cameron marlowe you can get any of his music anywhere you listen to music apple music spotify Amazon Music, wherever, just go listen to it. Um, if you haven't already, I'm sure you have. This is another episode of Remember Country Music. Please remember to rate, subscribe, give us five stars if you love the episode, and follow us on Instagram at RCM underscore podcast. We're posting a new episode every Friday, and that is the best place for you to stay up to date with all episodes. So go follow us there. Like I said, I'm Kyle. That's Cameron, and uh, we'll see you next time. Thanks so much. Mm-hmm.